nobody like this You ain't seen nobody like this You hear my sound all over town singing Good evening and welcome to a special edition of SA Soccer Roundtable. My name is Harry. Uh, joining me tonight is Rafa. And uh, on Friday, uh, me and Royce will uh, try to get together to go over the Real Monarchs, uh, or not the Real Monarchs game, the New York Red Bulls game and preview Sac Republic. And maybe Rafa uh, will be able to uh, partake in a Friday uh, Friday evening, but uh, you know he might have other plans for uh, that here. So... How are you doing this evening, Rafa? Good. Just doing my traveling thing, <laughs> but locally. So you're you're still in town? Yeah, I'm still in town. I, mostly I'll be in town most of this time, except for I think the 24th I go to Austin. But it's just a day trip. Well, be safe up there. The land of the land of the broccoli, fake trees along those lines here. <laughs> Although. Uh, not, they uh, did not do well last Saturday. We'll, we'll just leave it at that here. Uh, but a team that did well last Saturday uh, was San Antonio. Well, they did enough uh, to get through in, in a game that I thought that they controlled um, most of the action. Um, unfortunately, the the final third kind of let them down as far as the fin uh, finished touch um, until the 80th minute when uh, – uh, Epps, uh, Marcus Epps uh, got the goal with an assist by uh, PC uh, to eat, you know, uh, you know, win one zero um, over the Real Monarchs, which will be the uh, unfortunately the last time uh, that we face uh, Real Monarchs, most likely because they'll be going to the MLS uh, Reserve League uh, next year um, for that here. So, your initial thoughts on on the game, um, you know, for here we'll start with the starting lineup. Uh, which they went back to the what the three four three for that here um, with uh, Tainter, Schulberg, Ford, uh, Maloney, um, PC, Lindley, Abu, Nathan, Epps, and Jose Gallegos uh, for that here. So, your thoughts on? We'll start with the the starting, and of course Matt uh, in the goal, which uh, made him the. Uh, all-time SAFC uh, appearance leader uh, for that here. And congratulations, Matt, uh, on passing uh, uh, the captain, Greg Cochran. Uh, I mean, the, just like the lineup of the game before against Austin, it was pretty much kind of similar to that. And it was, I don't know, it was like a game that it was just dragging. It was just dragging and dragging and, we we're trying to get the ball in. We just couldn't get anything. One of the, one of the comments I did hear from from the commentators, like that both teams were probably they seemed probably the worst passing out of both teams in the game, and we just couldn't connect anything. And uh, that's something maybe they need that does needs to be fixed. I think our passing needs to, 
you know, not necessarily the, the possession, but the passing needs to be more efficient and better. And yeah, Real Monarchs was at 67.5, and, and SAFC was at 78.7. Um, SAFC faces actually the Red Bulls. One of their biggest thing is is uh, the passing as well. So, um, you know, so that that sh- that that should help us out uh, a little bit with that here. Royce mentions Epps winning goal uh, from Zone 14, like Rafa wanted, and then mm-hmm. Axel looked uh, so much more comfortable in the back three than a back four night and day from Tuesday. Yeah, that. We can tell Axel really. I think I think he felt comfortable playing with Tanner and, and Ford. Uh, that's. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that was the missing element. I think I think the re, I think the coaches have kind of realized that. You know, not to no disrespect to some of the other defenders we have, we just didn't have enough speed, in the back to maybe. To uh, recover from any counter attacks or anything, or if someone got beat, you know, someone could cut, you know get back there. So, I think Axel kind of liked that. You know, he can still kind of sit back a bit and do his thing, but you can tell the defense is is it's a lot more, a lot better as far as just getting also into the attack, but also recovering. I think that's what we we get killed. We got killed a lot as those counterattacks. We're just we're just too slow. I mean, I like the physicality that put some of the players we have on the defending, but you know we we do need speed in the back. And then I know with Kamiri out, you know, he's, which he has both. You know, having getting forward and Tanner really kind of uplifted that area because it was. Is the crack started to show in some of those games? You know, yes. especially like against El Paso. And I think that game when Ford came back, I think he made a little difference on that. So, and then yeah, and it, to me, it made me wonder why Ford didn't play against Austin. And I'm not saying that it would have um, made that much difference. Don't get me wrong, but I, I do think he, with him and Tainter um, with Schulberg, it does make it make a bigger you know bigger difference uh, for there. So. Um, Royce mentions that Ford uh, uh, brings the mobility, which helps Maloney on the right wing, um, which is a huge plus as well in the back three. Um, yes, Royce, you, I know you said he, you know, he rested, but uh, he hasn't played for two years, so <laughs> I'm sure he's tired of rest at this point. <laughs> but uh, uh, I understand there's there's uh, rotation with that within the lineup, and, and like I said here, obviously with. Uh, Ford, you do want to take extra precautions with them, um, but for you know, for me, like I said here, you can tell a difference when he's not when he's not on the pitch, and, and I think to me, what makes him a little bit more special is you see a little bit more um, that leadership, um, you know, like with between Ford, Schoberg, and Tainer. You know, mm-hmm. it seemed like they have, you know, even though it's been very short, they have a lot of understanding of what the roles are and, and they help uh, recover uh, for each other. Uh, at least you saw that in this match here quite a bit. Yeah, the one the one thing is, like I said, you know, it's good to have some depth on that, you know, with the, especially with Camiri out. I mean, Barella's a good, he's, you know, Barella's done excellent when he's come on when, he, when needed. So um, even Doyle at the time too. And especially some of the injuries that we have, you know, we kind of have to <laughs> change up some of the lineup and 
but it's helped, you know. So hopefully, like I said, we heal up a lot quicker, and because we're getting to that crunch time, that crazy October, and that's where we're gonna make, hopefully make our move and get into at least in the second slot. Because I, I just, I don't know. I don't think we'll get into El Paso's area. I don't think you're passing El Paso. Um, as, as much as I would like to say that, um, they're up uh, 11 points on us. Um, Unless they just, totally choke, <laughs> which I don't see that. Yeah, I, I don't. Hard injury. Yeah, injury would, would be the big thing for them. But, uh, you know, I was listening to Seriously Loco. They've actually got quite a bit of depth right now. Um you know, for that here where, like, their last match, uh, Solinac didn't even start. He came on as a sub late, mm-hmm. and, and they took care of Sac Republic fairly convincing. That was in El Paso, and, and we know, you know, what a fortress, you know, you know, you know that baseball field is where the Chihuahuas play. But to me, it's, it's <clears throat> you know, the – this this is this is the key uh, match here, you know, you know, for this four game road trip uh, for here, where um, if you can get that win um, in there, that you know, that means you know that you know, you know, with Austin, you know, I, I think there was a missed opportunity, but Austin, new coach, um, lots of rest. It was a trap game. They handled their business against Real Monarchs. You know, they get Sacramento on Saturday. Um, which, which is tough in Sacramento. Um, but Sacramento is not as, I don't think they're as talented, you know, as, as we are. And, you know, their, their form is, you know, you know, not even close to what San Antonio is uh, for that here at this point. So to me, you know, tomorrow's an important match um, with that because the other aspect here, you know, um, I didn't do this the schedule here here tonight uh, for that here or the the standings, but Colorado not Colorado uh, Colorado Springs I believe is only one point ahead of us in the standings, and they play El Paso uh, tomorrow night in Colorado Springs, so El Paso is on the road, so there is an opportunity you know maybe for you know. Uh, for Colorado Springs to to pick up one to tighten it, but you know I think for me uh, I'm almost to the point where I'd say rather sacrifice uh, El Paso. Okay, you've got first. Um, if San Antonio can finish second, um, and right now the the Mountain outside of Phoenix has four out of the top five spots as far as you know in the West here as far as seating. So if they could get past. Um, if they could get past, you know, their first round opponent, you know, hopefully at home if they finish second, if Rising got upset or if you could beat Rising, you know, there, there's a possibility you could still host a little, you know, you know, in the future. So it's still an uphill battle for San Antonio FC, but I, I do think that uh, tomorrow, it, tomorrow is, is a key match because there's probably the weakest opponent left on, on, on the schedule uh, for San Antonio FC. Um, and I know it's kind of weird saying that about New York Red Bulls because historically they've been a very uh, solid MLS two team, but you know the last couple of years just hasn't been. Um, kind of like uh, Real Monarchs have kind of fell off, where you know Real Monarchs have uh, sixteen points at four, four, and fourteen losses and a negative eighteen goal difference. Um, Red Bulls are even worse at you know four, four, and fourteen. Um, 16 points as well, but um, 
a negative 25 goal difference. So they've scored 26, gave up 51, and this includes a 6-0 thrashing just this past match uh, to uh, Tampa Bay Rowdies. So there is some goals to be found, I have a feeling. So um, we can do that now. One thing that I did want to kind of touch base on, you know, on the – um, for you know, you know, the last thing I wanted to touch base on the Real Monarchs was the lack of substitutions. Lima came in in the 82nd minute for Nathan. Dylan came in, you know, in the 76th minute for Lindley. You know, I think I was probably about the 60th minute, somewhere 65th, somewhere you know, mid mid second half. You know, you could tell the players up top were, were a little bit gassed. You know, uh, for that here. Um, but to me, I'm I was kind of surprised, even though we're in this big stretch really no no subs uh to speak of you know until very late uh from there any thoughts on that you know on the bench they do have torres uh hopano uh you know dylan and lima you know came in obviously you don't necessarily need to make, make a defensive uh sub but <sighs> to me your thoughts on not giving you know let's say torres you know a shot up there and, and inject some of his speed and, and youthfulness in, into the lineup I think it goes back to trust because, you know, I, I'm noticing the last couple games, they're just not very confident as far as with, with substitutions. You know, yeah, you have Lima going in because he has experience and also with Dylan. But as after that, it's kind of like you kind of fall. There's a drop, honestly, not saying that as far as talent, but to me it's more trust. There's a drop in talent, but to me – they did the trade with uh, Cueo for for Tainer, mm-hmm. which helped the back line. Which for for Marcina, as Royce has said a hundred times, he's more of a d- defensive coach, which which has helped shore that up. But I think it's created a, a gap um, or a hole offensively, where you miss that creativity, you miss that a little bit of that speed that that Cueo or um, um, Pirano had, you know, the last couple of years. We don't really have that, you know, you know, with with this team at this point. And maybe that's something that maybe I guess I guess we'll speak to as far as the that loan that was done. Um, search for a player like that because they are going to need somebody in that area, especially since um, like I said with Quail out in Sacramento. You know, we we don't know. Like I said, with you know, God forbidding something happens to PC, but if he goes down. Really don't have much there besides Muhammad and and and, and Lindley. You know we're we're kind of up a creek there. But I think it's more not that I want PC to go down, but I think it's I think it's more if Nathan Epps or Jose goes down, yeah. then you're that, that's where you're real thin. Because I think you know as we saw, unless you think PC can move forward, I know he's a little bit more defensive. Um, you know, to me, he's kind of like Rafa Castillo, you know, you know, back on there where, yeah. you know, he's just got that, that experience. He knows where to be, he, you know, you know, he's got tricks that, you know, that, that he can pull out, you know, that, that'll just amaze people. So, you know, to me, like I said here, he reminds me a lot of Rafa where he can play, he can, he can play up top. It's probably not his best position, yeah. Um, but you know, he could play and, and, and get results, but to me, you know, as we talked, this was kind of a big year for Torres. To me, where he's not getting, you know, he's on the 18, which is great, but he, it doesn't seem like, you know, as you mentioned, you know, either um, 
you know, he's just not getting that time. And, and like I said, I, I, for one would like to see a little bit more just to see, you know, cause you got to know what he's got. And, um, you know, if, if he's not doing it in practice, you know, you know, that may be saying what, what we have. Um, but if, you know, it's me, I'd like to see him, you know, cause I think some people do perform better game day than in practice. Um, well, here's here's let me here's a scenario. It's kind of like what, what happened with uh, with Ethan Bryant. You know, mm-hmm. was Ethan not good enough? I mean, who's better, uh, you know, Ethan or um, or uh, let's say uh, <laughs> I just Torres or, or Torres. You know, who, who's a better player? Well, I think and Torres is, and that's nothing against Ethan Bryant. I think yeah. the, I think I think Torres has a little bit more potential um, for that here, and even in his limited minutes, I, I've you know, I thought he'd done well. Not, you know, I'm not quite the tactical guy that you and, and Royce are. Um, but when he's been on the field, you know, I haven't seen anything that's been like, hey, he needs to be off the field. Now, he hasn't had a lot of opportunities, and, and that's kind of where the issue comes into. So what, what I, I think they need to do, if, if that's the scenario, they don't really trust him too much or they don't think, okay, he doesn't have experience. You know, go go loan him off to another team, but bring in somebody with experience to, you know, at least help help that area that you're missing. And, you know, that and that way, at least you know uh, he develops and, and gets the playing time that he needs. Because I'm sure, like I said, if Ethan's getting his playing time there in Richmond, you know, we probably hopefully see a different player coming into the next season. And I think I think that should have been done with him. Uh, the other players like Hapa, um... he's the one that kind of surprised because he is on loan from uh, from the Sounders, Seattle, and he's not getting any minutes. You almost wonder if if SAFC would be better to send him send back. back, and um, you know, and 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 see if they can find somebody that you know play you know plays that more attacking mid because. That's part of my frustration. Is you know you have an MLS quality player on the bench. Mm-hmm. You know, like Jose was gassed. You you could just, you could just see it, and, and you know he, he takes a lot of a lot of abuse with with the you know you know, you know fouls that he gets, uh, you know the fouls that he, that uh, you know that that he creates and, and stuff like that. But it, it was just you know for me with, with the stretch that we're in, um, two subs. You know, unless there's going to be a huge, you know, huge uh, lineup change, you know, which we did think, you know, was a possibility, you know, especially on the back line and, and um, you know, some of the news on there is uh, Liam Doyle, um, who's been out of the 18 for what three, four weeks now. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, unfortunately, you know, not well. Un- unfortunately for us, uh, you know, was loaned out to Indy 11. Um, good for him. So, uh, you know, give him uh, from, you know, from my understanding with Indy 11, they were needing a center back and, and of quality. And, um, you know, to me, Doyle's a good, Doyle's a solid, you know, good center back. Um, I don't know if he, you know, like you mentioned, I think as far as what uh, Marcin is looking for, um, I don't know if he quite fits that at this point, you know, especially with Ford and Tainer and, and, uh, being back, uh, you know, retainer being back and Ford, you know, being on loan. Um, I just don't think there were minutes uh, for Doyle, but, you know, like I said here, especially at the start of the season, uh, you know, you know, he's, he was pretty pivotal in helping SAFC. Um, you know, yeah, they, you know, we say they struggled, but it's not like they got losses. You know, they, you know, they were getting ties, which is a sign of a good team. 
uh, for that here. But, you know, he had 13 matches, uh, you know, you know, 10 starts, you know, played a 979 minutes with us uh, for that here. So, you know, like I said here, you want to wish uh, Liam uh, much success over in Indy 11 uh, for that here and for the straight trend for them. Um, your thoughts on Liam um, being moved out? I mean, he deserves the playing time because he's a good defender. I, I think our system of, of our defensive system changed. I think I think Marcina realized. I think the whole the whole thing was the El Paso game, mm-hmm. and that game kind of opened his eyes that uh, we need speed back there. We need fast defenders because we do have fast wings. That's with Maloney, you know, Muhammad and all that. Yeah, Guido. So we we were okay there, but the problem was we were getting killed as far as speed wise with our defenders, and I think that and think that loss really kind of opened the eyes of the team and that and made, and made that decision. Say, hey, you know what? We need to get two defenders that have speed that maybe can complement also. You know, you know Axel, and then if. Like I said, Camari uh, like has has those characters right now. Like I said, he's out; he's questionable right now. I think Varela has that too because mm-hmm. she's shown that. But I think Doyle, if you look at especially like that one game uh, down in RGV when we lost to them, mm-hmm. uh, the speed. But he was playing also, out of position too. Yeah, on that one, and, so but, to, to be yeah, fair, to be fair, yeah. But I think also the speed wise, I think that kind of he was. That hurt him a little bit, you know, not, especially to be put in a situation like that. So, and I think I think that's a for Indy to make that move. You know, it's good screw for them because they they need some help on defense because they've been getting out goals. So we'll get that playing time. But I think this is just our our system of play change as far as in the back. We just needed to get faster because I think I think in our our conference we probably have some of the fastest forwards that we have to contend with. Mm-hmm. You know, not so much with the East because I think we did pretty well. Like with Pittsburgh and Birmingham, were able to contain their forwards. But when you're looking at El Paso, Phoenix, Phoenix, you know, the Loyal Loyal's picked up some speed. Colorado yeah. Springs, um, yeah. There's and even our uh, you know Frank uh, Lopez. Frank Lopez is now in RGV. Um, I know Royce, uh, Mister Instagram. Uh, saw that uh, Patino w- was doing some exercises without a boot, so he, you know he's thinking that you know he might be back by October, um, which would help the you know the attack tremendously. Um, you just got to wonder how fast that he can get it. You get back into shape. Um, Gleedle's another one that we're kind of missing. You got to kind of wonder how much longer um, that that they're going to be out. I keep thinking Gleedle may be back um, after this road trip. Um, if not, you know, they come home and play, what, New Mexico, and, and then they're back out on the road for two against Oklahoma City and then El Paso. And then, on the, you know, on the 10th, uh, you know, they're home basically four out of five um, with uh, Memphis, Tulsa, New Mexico away, Austin, and, and the switchback. So, um, to me, I'm hoping we can get through, you know, these next two games uh, for that here. Um, the home game against New Mexico, I think, will be a big game. Um, just because it'll be the first time they've been home and, and, you know, since what the fourth, so it'll be what, 21 days, three weeks, uh, yeah. you know, that, you know, that they, I think we should home. win that. We should win that game. Cause New Mexico has been stinking it up. 
Yeah, but with, with New Mexico is one of those. It's a funny series. Uh, the home teams won, and the home teams won big. Yeah. Um, so you want to kind of continue, continue that, continue that trend uh, for that here. So thoughts on you know. So looking at the at the red, you know, one final thought that I had here, and I think this is this is kind of where. Um, you know, kind of looking at Shannon Hoppano, you know, where he's only played 149 minutes mm-hmm. and Torres has only played 46 minutes. Um, Jordan Peruza, who was here for, you know, six games, you know, you know, has more minutes than, than they do at 158. And then you got Ollie Wright as well. You know, you kind of wonder where he's at, um, you know, where maybe he could get, you know, get you, you spell, you know, because we need to spell. He's got the speed. Yeah. He's just, I think, I think the the one thing is is the control. I think that's what his he he, he needs to I think improve on his game. He, I mean, he's a great player as far as like he's a go getter. But also, I think there are some games he was a little bit like a defensive liability, you know, to co- come back and come defend. I think that's why maybe he hasn't been, especially with this formation. If you're gonna play a three four three, you have to go back and defend and. If he doesn't have those tendencies to do that, you know that can affect you for what you want to do, and then it's really gonna is not in the, in the plane. In the, it's not gonna get the playing time because of that, and that may the same thing with Shannon too. Is like, you know, I'm just surprised over that that they will lo- ask for a loan for him, and he's not playing. And I would have just sent him back to Seattle and try to find another player that maybe will complement to the style that we have now. All right. So looking at the Red Bulls, um, as we discussed, they leak goals really bad. Um, you know, for that here, looking looking at uh, who they're leading goal scorers, uh, Omar So uh, is a forward. He's got six goals, um, and then you know, you know, uh, Jonathan pointed out that Jake Lacava and Jeremy uh, Raffanello both on the wings. Um, mm-hmm. You know, five and four goals uh, a piece there. So they do have. Um, they do have some speed on the outside, but they're just, they're a real young team right now. And, and I hate saying that, but, um, you know, you know, the, it, to me, like I said here, it's hard to know facing a, a two team, um, you know, with the New York Red Bulls, um, you know, looking at, at their, their starters here, as far as matches played, mm-hmm. you know, Daniel Edelman's played, you know, 22 matches. So's played 21. Lavaca's uh, played 21. Uh, Raffanello's played the 20, and then you know a def- you know defender uh, uh, Tumbles played 20. So it doesn't seem like they have a lot of player rotation, at least with with the, with their big players. And then of course you know goalie, you know goalies kind of like you know Real Monarchs where they've played you know two of them pretty consistent, you know split you know between you know between the two, um, but. To me, kind of expectations, uh, you know, we'll kind of just look on San Antonio side since, uh, you know, the, the Red Bulls are, you know, kind of, you know, they're an Eastern team. Um, I've watched them a couple of times and, and they haven't looked good. They're just, there's, you know, they're, they're just, they're just a young team. They make mistakes. And, and uh, to me, the, the defense is ripe uh, for attacking. Uh, looks like they, you know, recently have been playing a 4-4-2. Uh, prior to August, you know, they, they did a stretch of a 4-2-2-2, 4 2 2 on there. So, 
your thoughts on how San Antonio FC should attack this match, uh, you know, for that? Well, they need to go with guns blazing and, and put them down early. That's we can't have what happened. Yeah. yeah, we can't have what happened on Saturday because you, you can tell like like the monarchs are getting some confidence going late with that zero zero lane with that luckily Epps bailed us out. So this game they you know, you need to go out there and go kick their butts, get get a lead right away in a big league too. So that way one one thing's I said they play against Saturday against Sacramento. Mm-hmm. This is the game that you need to blow out your team. That way your best players can play. Some of your other players can get the rest because I think we do need those three points in the West Coast with the Sacramento game. But, you know, this game we just cannot do what we did Saturday is just dra- drag this out and keep them, in, you know, keep them believing that they're in this game. So, you know, they're coming off a 6-0 loss with Tampa. We need to do the same thing too. Don't give them any confidence and – you know, I, I expect, you know, Epps and uh, Nathan and Gallegos to have a big game. But also I like to see our some of our midfielders get into the attack too, mm-hmm. take some shots. You know, I've been looking for those shots from the outside. <laughs> I don't know how, like Royce had mentioned, down on the, on the zone 14. And, you know, we have the players to do that. You know, I know PC's got the leg to do it. I'm sure Bahamas, you know, he's missed a couple of them on the side, but he's got the leg too. And like I said, Lima, if Lima's in there, he's going to take some shots. So the one thing I do want to see improve is is the passing. And this is a game that, to really kind of – if we get 80% accuracy, we're going to win this game. If we're under that, it's going to be, it's going to be just a, a, another dragged out from what happened on Saturday. So your thoughts on how this game goes? Do you think they, they get a, a 2-0, 3-0 win, or is, is that what you're kind of predicting? I'll, I'll go with a, the conservative 3-0. 3-0. 3-0. I yeah. think 2. I think I wouldn't mind them getting a 3-0 lead and then having that ability to maybe put in some of the, uh, you know, you know, some of the younger players for the second half, so that way you can uh, give some minutes up top. Um, it'll be interesting. Um, I know uh, Royce uh, uh, sent a, a picture uh, that uh, said that Jesser Kamiri was in Salt Lake, so that tells me he is on the trip. Mm-hmm. Um, it'd be kind of cool to see about getting him some minutes. Um, you know, you know, I'd love to see you know the you know the Kamiri uh, taint or forward back line like we had um i think it was against el paso right yeah uh, yeah back you know back against el paso or at least you know get a few minutes to be able to do that uh, for that here um i do think it's going to be a convincing one as well kickoffs at six o'clock on espn plus um it's kind of late here been a long day here uh any final thoughts that you have or anything else that you want to add that we didn't get to uh tonight uh, just like I said, looking forward to tomorrow's game. Like I said, these are three points that uh, no excuse not to get. And, you know, hopefully, like I said, we get a big lead and that way we can put some of our bench players in and rest up for the Saturday's big one versus, you know, it is a, I, I think it's a big game versus Sacramento because those are three points that if we can pull that off, it's going to get us closer to clinching a playoff spot. You know, that's that way we can kind of push ourselves away from the other teams. 
So that's what I look forward to. And then uh, final thoughts. Um, a little shocked today about seeing Man U lose <laughs> to the young boys. <laughs> so I, I know some peeps are the are Man U fans. I'm like, uh, so I'm not gonna make fun of that because Real Madrid plays tomorrow against Inter. So I, I was just a little surprised that they lost. To, I thought that they, they should have won that game, but so it's it's good to be have back a Champions League back again. But it was good yeah, to see Barcelona lose. <laughs> it is good. Um... Just kind of odds and end notes. Uh, U.S. Soccer announced that the Open Cup bid is going to go to the fourth MLS team instead of having the the four, four you know, USL League One, NISA winner, you know, USLC, and and that fourth team kind of at least have let's say a mini tournament for it. They just mm-hmm. went flat out handed it to them, so that happened there. Um, the ticket prices for the Mexico. Um, oh yeah, that's the other thing I wanted to talk to you on about real quick here. The Mexico U.S. match in Cincinnati. The, the pricing came out, and you know, um, cheapest tickets in the nosebleeds, 125, um, and that's the cheapest ticket. And I understand it's a smaller stadium. Don't I understand that it's against Mexico, but you know they're they're liable. It's only once every four years. Well. I hate to tell people this, but yeah, they qualify once every four years, but every time Mexico and US plays, it's this price of tickets. It's you know, you're not you're not making this any any special, but um but that was one thing that I did want to touch base with you on the CONCACAF qualifying with Mexico. Uh your first your your thoughts on the on the first three uh three matches. I think what they won two uh tied Panama. Um not the prettiest. Uh, of results, you know, they got the results, but I think, you know, you know, from the feedback that I've got, wasn't the prettiest. Uh, a lot of the fans are not exactly happy, I guess you could say. Um, they're happy they got the results, but not necessarily happy how they got the results. Well, two two factors come in. Um, one, Tata wasn't at two of the games, so you, you kind of miss out on his his little his little magic. There and the coaching staff, but the other issue, and I, and also probably affected U.S. national team too, is UFOs being a being yeah. a bunch of punks, not letting their players come over here, like uh, Chucky Lozano and Ro Jimenez. That and that and that's why I think Mexico struggled a bit, not having those players. Because and I'm sure that's the same thing with the U.S. not having some of their European players. Too. U.S. wasn't really impacted. Um... Because by the time they need it, you know, the Pulisic had an injury. Mm-hmm. Um, McKinney, you know, unfortunately did McKinney things. Um, and who was the other one? Uh, there was another one that, um, you know, when, when I talked to Royce about it, it could have been much worse. But, you know, for, for the U.S., but the, they lucked out where they weren't as impacted as much as Mexico and, yeah. you know, uh, Jamaica, I guess, was another one that was really impacted by you know by this with with a lot of the European based players that they have uh, for right here. No, the one thing I wasn't happy about is um, I think they kept on sticking with Fudas Mori. When you have Henry Martin, who's been doing well with especially with Club America and also the Olympics, I said, "Hey, we'll start him. You're not going to have Jimenez for right now. We'll start." And especially like we've seen Club America, they've been basically killing teams. 
You know, they haven't lost a game, and I think that tomorrow they play. Um, I think they play, or no, they play uh, Concacaf Champions with uh, with Philadelphia. I think for yeah. the second for the second game, but you know, he he's been real vital as far as playing well, being getting the goals and so forth. I think hopefully they'll. They'll give him some more playing time, though. You know, and then also missing uh, Diego Linus. Mm-hmm. He, he had a great Olympics, too. And so you can tell, like I said, there are some key players that really kind of get things going for them. And then that's why they struggled. And, you know, but hey, to come out with seven points, you know, I'd take that. You, you know, that's what you need. And, I think I think like I said, Mexico has won some games, big games at they're at some of the U.S. wherever they played them at for for the qualifier. I think this, I think hopefully they'll be at, you know kind of full strength, and I, I think they can pull it off, and I think they can get a win or at least That's come out with this tie. window. But yeah, the the next window in yeah. I think is what November is, is when the Mexico November. match uh, will will be here, but. Uh, um, my final thought, you know, like I said here, I want to thank everybody for tuning in um, for here and, and listening on the podcast um, with it being, you know, September, National Suicide Prevention Month. Um, you know, like Royce mentioned, I've mentioned, Rafa's mentioned, if you ever need to discuss, please reach out to us. Um, you can also call the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline at 1-800-273-8255. Um, but just, you know, just, you know, you know, just make sure you're there for people and, and, and um, you know, if you don't necessarily have something nice to say, uh, you can type it out, but don't hit send on Twitter or, you know, just keep it to yourself. So, um, and you know, that way you don't necessarily get yourself in, uh, uh all worked up here, but, uh, we're going to call it a little bit short tonight. I know we usually try to go an hour, but you know, we're a little bit about 37 minutes here. Uh, and, and like I said here, it's late, you know, late, late for me. And, you know, I got to be up early and Rafa, I think you mentioned you got to be up early. Um, So do appreciate everybody tuning in. Hope everybody has a great evening and what's life without goals.